0: This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 239. Is there a magic number of idioms to get you a seven on IELTS speaking?
1: In today's episode, find out if there is a, a specific number of idioms that you need to include in your speaking test if you want to hit that seven or higher. Hey there Jessica. What's hey, going on? Lindsay. Um I'm excellent. It's like summer weather out here. We went to the beach yesterday, man. <laughs>
0: You're so lucky! <laughs> I cannot wait to go to the West Coast this summer. I'm so excited to be. I'm going to be taking a little trip out there, and I'm definitely going to spend some time at the beach on the West Coast. Jeez!
1: Oh my gosh! That's it's really awesome! So amazing! There are so many adorable beaches, not adorable beaches. There are so many beautiful beaches and adorable like coastal towns um, on the Oregon coast. I'm I'm yeah. only just now beginning to explore all this stuff. Right now that James is old enough to explore. <laughs> Um, oh, like so cool, cool. cool, like surfer beaches that you can hike into from other beaches. You know, just, I don't know. There's so much cool stuff to explore. And are these towns that people live in or are these just like little vacation weekend towns? You know, people, it's funny. I was talking to James about it yesterday too. Cause he's like, mommy, I want to live here. Um, <laughs> you like, yeah, sure. Some people live there. There are some residents, but I think, I think with places like that, um, they're usually really expensive to actually live in and have like a, Proper house, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. because the, like the nice houses that are near the beach are going to be bought by rich people who want summer homes.
0: Yeah, you sure, know sure. Yeah, and then the people true.
1: that actually like live there year round are probably not living in the most beautiful surroundings even though they're close mm. you know right. <laughs> right 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 so it's probably more of
0: a yeah more of a weekend town beach summer town and yeah okay well hey I mean it's great that you can take that escape and get out there and get to the beach quickly and just do it I mean that's cool I I'm know. jealous <laughs> I was like an hour
1: and a half drive it's so okay. amazing um, <laughs> yeah but they're all like super cute little towns with like wooden, everything is like, you know, looks like dark wood. And mm-hmm. you, you know, the type of vibe I'm talking about that sort of like salty air and um, yeah. lots of like candy shops and ice cream shops. And- it's
0: very kind of like iconic. I mean, the yeah. thing is, whenever you visit different regions of the world or of the country, at least I'm thinking of the US, you want that iconic experience. It reminds me of a couple weekends ago, I went up to Vermont to Burlington, and we stayed in a hotel that was very iconic, like it had touches of Vermont, you know, it had the flannel yeah. blankets and it had the yeah. touches like the maple syrup for sale. You want those yeah. little local touches.
1: Exactly, exactly. And like the what like the lobster rolls or whatever. Yeah. Right? Like that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not in
0: Vermont, but yeah, Uh-oh. it's a thing. <laughs> All of
1: the East Coast just blends together in my head. <laughs>
0: Maine, Maine. Yeah, Maine okay. is where you get the lobster gotcha. rolls, right? You got, you we're on the right wavelength. I mean, that's the idea. You want the iconic, like, local touches. I mean, yeah. that's the cool thing about traveling. Yeah.
1: Yeah, one of my friends just went to um, an area called the San Juan Islands. It's off the coast of Washington. It's just a bunch of, yeah. like, idyllic paradise little islands. Um, oh, yeah. And he came back with all this awesome food that is made by people on the islands, like, some, like, uh, kimchi or sauerkraut, like, all this, like, local stuff that you can only buy on this one island that's made by this one person in his house, you know? I love Hmm. that stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think our, like, our economy or our taste, uh, one section of the economy is really moving towards those, like, personally made crafted items, you know, that are only made by one person and, one. you know, very kind of, like, craft beers, that's a big thing, and we don't need to talk about beer again, but... (laughs)
1: If you go to any, and I'm not sure if this is a trend or a phenomenon in other countries, but I know here, and not just Portland, but all over the states, the idea of a farmer's market is really huge now. And it wasn't Mm. always like this. Like, this is sort Mm -hmm. of a recent popular phenomenon here. Um, In Portland, for example, every single neighborhood, including my tiny little neighborhood, has its own farmer's market um, that runs starts in the spring, runs all spring and summer, into the fall, and you can get, you know, affordable. Fruit and vegetables that local farmers come in. They, they sell to other big distributors, but they still come to these little markets and sell their stuff. They grew these things by themselves and they're selling you this food. But then there's also like artists and other, yeah. you know, other people in the farmers market that are selling you things they made with their own hands. And that, like that. that's amazing. I love that. I love that.
0: I love that. That's so cool. So we want to encourage our listeners when you guys pass your IELTS exam and you go to your destination country, whether that's the U.S. or the Okay, wherever you're trying to go, like explore these little local, yeah. you know, local phenomenon. It's really cool to be able to find a farmer's market in your neighborhood or a craft brewery in your neighborhood or yeah. whatever it is. It's such a cool thing. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Or, you know, summer's coming up. Maybe you could mm-hmm. take a little month somewhere where they yeah. speak English. Really immerse yourself for a month and don't leave that city. Stay in that city. Get to know the people, you know, make yeah. some friends. I like Study IELTS. I I love that. I love that. Speaking of
0: IELTS speaking of IELTS, (laughs) we
1: should probably start talking about IELTS. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> what are we talking about today? Oh, well, speaking of IELTS, we're talking about the speaking
0: on the IELTS yeah, exam. we're <laughs> talking about speaking and numbers and parameters and equations. Right, Jessica? Yeah, it's so
1: <laughs> funny. I, I understand the motivation for – so yeah, we have a question that was written in by a listener, right? Not a student in our course.
0: Yes. Because okay. the student in our course would know would know more than this, obviously. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's it's interesting. We I like I understand where the student is coming from. You want you want more transparency for what you have to do on the speaking test to get a seven. I get that. But there is yeah. no magic number, you guys. It's a combination of so many factors. And we're gonna talk about those factors, but it's a combination of so many factors that you can't just say, like this student did, um, she says that she heard, again, like from where? Like, where did she hear this, right? Maybe here. So hear? She heard that if she uses at least four idioms, her band score will, for speaking will be a seven. It's, <laughs> guys, get, no, it's not that easy. You can't just memorize four <laughs> idioms and like spit them out on the test and be like, well, done. They're like, great, yeah. I got a seven. That's I, not again, I works. wonder
0: where the, she heard this, right? I know. As you said, Jessica, like who spreads these rumors? Now, I do want to emphasize that one thing I like about the way that we do IELTS is we are very, um, like everything is linked back to the score sy- scoring system that we talk about. And you won't find that with a lot of other IELTS websites, which I like. So there is a lot of connection between, I mean, there should be a lot of connection between what you're learning and the scoring system, right?
1: We've always yeah, said that, Jessica. Sure. It should always go back to the scoring system, Definitely. but it's not quite this scientific. Right, right, exactly, exactly. You got, you have to have a little more uh, flexibility in your thinking than this, yeah. right? Yeah. And that, I mean, that's what just language. That's just learning language in general. Like there yeah. is no magic sort of equation or number to to get you that score or to move you to the next level English class. Like it's it's a combination <laughs> of so many skills and strategies that. Yeah, I wish it were that simple, though. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, this is is this maybe a symptom of of sitting
0: in classrooms where things were done in a very mechanical way. Yeah, you know, grammar true. can be done in a very mechanical way also right. and sometimes we need to stretch our mind and think about learning in a new way. Yeah. So, anyways, I mean, what what is the what's the deal? I mean, how could we actually <laughs> answer this student's question? Like what what could we say? Yeah.
1: yeah. So, like you said All of our strategies go back to the descriptors. We don't teach you guys anything in our course and on the podcast and on our YouTube channel. We don't tell you, we don't teach you guys anything that's not directly related to what the examiner is looking for, right? Or that's not directly related to finding answers the fastest on reading and listening. Like there's no, there's nothing wasted in our advice. Okay. So. Um, right. let's talk about exactly what the examiner is looking for. Um, so for a seven, cause I know that's a lot of people's goal, right? To get that seven, to mm-hmm. get that seven, you have to use a range of, um, you have to use vocabulary flexibly to discuss a variety of topics. So that's just saying, Okay. You, you can't just use the word school 50 times. Like, you have to be able to be <laughs> flexible in mm. your synonyms and your paraphrases. Okay. Paraphrase is so important. That's another, mm. um, item in the, in the seven box for the descriptors yeah. is you have to use paraphrasing effectively. Um, mm. and that's, It's not just using high level words. Don't, don't confuse this with you need to use a whole bunch of academic words. That is not the case at all. In fact, if you only focus on academic words, that's not flexible. That's not Mm. a range. You're not going to get a seven. It's, right? So it it has to be a range from informal to formal. Slang, idioms, academic vocabulary, you need it all.
0: When you're tired of wasting time on free materials and wasting money on taking the exam over and over again, when you're ready to get smart with your IELTS preparation, it's time to come over and become a part of the Three Keys IELTS Success System. Go to earsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S to get in today and download your study plan to get started with day one. allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. Yeah. And again, if you're working with the wrong teacher and we've warned against this, that teacher might not understand that fact. And they may just try to teach you or to tell you that only academic vocabulary is good on the IELTS exam and you would be headed down the wrong path. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So I guys, I know it's um, maybe not something in your culture and your background to question a teacher, but you this is your life you're talking about here it's not just some math exam in high school like this is deciding your future right oh so please huge. please please we do encourage you to challenge your teachers ask them yeah. if they're teaching you something or giving you advice ask them why you know why? just be be mm-hmm. that annoying little student in class it's like yeah but why like, what, yeah. what's this going to get me on the exam? Is this, you know, why, why are we learning this? Um, what does the examiner want? What, and if they can't mm-hmm. answer these questions, they're not the right teacher for IELTS. Maybe they're a good Definitely. English teacher, but not a good IELTS teacher.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, 100%. I like that. I like that. And again, in our course, we do give you, uh we have two bonuses, and the first bonus gives you kind of the, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's the top 10 casual <clears throat> vocabulary that will get you that seven or higher. And the second bonus, it gives you 10 academic vocabulary terms. So right. we just feed you the terms that you can use, and these are versatile terms, and they'll work for many different questions.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we really focus on um, the um the flexibility and the natural language here. So it's not super topic specific because – I mean, geez, like, you can't memorize amazing b- phrases for every different IELTS topic. Like, we give you stuff that could talk about e- lots of different topics. So lots of adjectives yeah. and adverbs and descriptive language to add to your vocabulary in, in, in easy ways. It's easy to slot in. And we know mm-hmm. that it hits that seven, that eight, that nine for vocab. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's, oh, yeah. that's the third thing to get a seven is that you have to use less common and, and not or and idiomatic vocabulary. Okay, Mm. you have to do that. So that's where the student is coming from. Like she wants to use four idioms or he, well, I would say she, she wants to use four <laughs> idioms to get a seven. And guys, that's yeah. the examiner mm-hmm. isn't like checking off a little box while she's listening, right? Like, oh, there's one idiom. Oh, there's yeah. two. It, oh, that's a six. Okay. Oh, three, four. Okay. That's a seven.
0: <laughs> like, and that's a good point, Jessica. And not only that, but also if you're spending your time checking off boxes while you're trying to speak and put together a good right. answer, how are you going to do that? How are you going to count the number of idioms you've used? I think that would be right. quite stressful adding to the I stress.
1: Mean. And plus, I mean, idioms are, you know, they do, they're a little more topic specific. Um, so think about the type of idioms you're memorizing. If they are too topic specific, don't waste your time because you don't know if that topic is going to come up. Um, mm. The idioms that you need to, to learn are the idioms for like expressing opinions or mm. um, being positive or negative about stuff. Like these are the, the, the things you know you're going to have to express on the speaking test. So focus on those.
0: Yeah. The more versatile ones, right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. I love that. I and love also that. make sure that your teacher isn't just, if your teacher is giving you a page of idioms that she or he photocopied from a book, mm. don't mm. use that because I promise <laughs> you, like, half of those idioms are not natural anymore. Right. Like people don't right. use those anymore. Um, <laughs> right. so re- yeah, just you need a teacher that's going to put in the time to teach you the real things you need to know and not waste your memorization on things nobody says anymore.
0: Yeah. And this is quite nuanced. Like I remember last week we did an episode, Jessica, or two weeks ago on well, phrasal verbs, but this, again, it falls into vocabulary, right? For hanging out with friends and spending time with friends. And we talked about five or six of them. Uh And one of them was hang out. And that one, we said that that was only actually about a six vocabulary term because it's not unique enough. It's not different. But the other ones we gave you were unique. So we really do have to think quite deeply about how common these vocabulary words we're using are. And we want to go beyond what's common.
1: Exactly, yeah. So ask your teacher, I mean, is this idiom a six or a seven? You know, why not ask? Like, mm. that's not going to hurt anything. Um, mm-hmm. And again, if they don't know,
0: <laughs> like, yeah. that's a bad
1: oh. sign. So mm. it, you don't want to sound like everyone else. That's that's something we focus on so much in our course is bringing mm. out our students' individual individuality, their their personality, mm-hmm. using their own strengths, their own interests, their own motivations to To stand out and to impress the examiner in ways that other students aren't aware of or other students Mm -hmm. don't even know they can do on the exam, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. they're just sort of following a formula. They're following like a – so like a perfect example and there's a YouTube – Video about this: How to introduce your speaking part two answer in an interesting way. Mm. Every student who's been in an IELTS class in like the traditional classroom setting, they all sound the same in speaking part two. They say, oh. "Today, I am going to tell you about blah blah blah," and I'm like, "That is the most unnatural thing to say ever. Like nobody, a native speaker would never say that."
0: <laughs> right, right, right. <sighs> yeah.
1: And I know it comes from the classroom because I used to do that too when I first started teaching IELTS because the yeah. teacher trainer told me to say that, right? Right.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So there's got to be something more. You want to sound different. Again, you're going to put your examiner to sleep if you say things like that. Oh, gosh. I know.
1: I think examiners have to stop themselves from rolling their eyes sometimes, especially if it's like, you know, the 10th student of the day who said the same thing. And you're just like, ugh, come on, like, give me something new, guys. <laughs>
0: oh, my God! I love it!
1: So again, it doesn't come
0: down to a formula we We don't want to go into the speaking test counting anything right again,
1: right not counting anything right exactly you guys you need to you need to go in with that that calmness and that confidence that you can only get when you're preparing with the right plan, right if you are confident in your preparation and you know. What to expect on test day. You know how to tackle anything IELTS gives you in a flexible way because you've put in the work and you understand the rules. You understand the structures. You know what is expected of you and you've practiced. If you're not, if all of those things are not part of your preparation, then you're not, you're not going to hit the mark. Maybe you'll get a six. And honestly, guys, a six is not difficult. I promise you. It's not difficult. But if, you know, if your dream is to go to a better university or immigrate, that requires requires more effort on your part
0: of course of course because it's a better outcome i mean we have to put in our Hard work to get somewhere in life, guys. And again, when it comes to practicing for the speaking test and putting those vocabulary words into action, if you're in our course, we have the Power Hours, which are popular, filling up fast, and just, and you know they're fun, right, Jessica? I mean, I you love, love meeting them. with the students in our course. They're just a really, really smart, smart way to invest your time and to upgrade. It's a small fee right now to upgrade to it, but a really smart way to get to your target score when you're in our course, guys. So the first step is to get into the course at com forward slash K-E-Y-S, and then you will see frequent emails from us reminding you about your opportunity and your invitation to join Power Hour.
1: Yeah, and these students that are in the Power Hour, they often form their own study groups because they get to know each other during this class with me, and yeah. they continue to study with each other.
0: That's excellent. I love that. I love that. So you're automatically connected into a network, into the three keys network, the three keys community, and you'll never be practicing alone again. So very cool. Very cool, Jessica. I'm glad we answered this student's question because it is a good question. And I can see why the student was a little bit confused. Rumors fly around very fast. Right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) And that's why we're here, guys. If you are unsure about any advice that you've heard or have been taught, just write in, you know, it'll be, you know, maybe a couple months before we get to it if you're not in our course but we do try to answer as many questions as we can
0: we do guys send your question to lindsay at allersenglish.com and you can also ask it on on our blog in response to a blog episode but we want to hear from you guys all right jessica let's wrap it up because this is getting long i know we're just
1: (laughs) we're on fire today we like to
0: talk (laughs) all right i think we're podcasters all right jessica take care Bye. bye Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts?